This is a production of KMMedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... Oh, wonderful, wonderful Wednesday it is. It's a beautiful day outside. It's great for you to be driving home, I hope. And I hope that you're going to spend the entire time listening to us here on Positive Talk Radio. We've got a great show for you today. We have the Intentional Optimist is here, and her name is Andrea Johnson. But before we go there, we also have a co-host today. His name is Mitch. Mitch Parfit, how are you today, youngster? I am doing great, Kevin. How about yourself? I'm doing great, too. I can call almost everybody youngster these days. <laughs> it happens at some point in everybody's life. They got somebody they're eventually going to call youngster. It does. It does indeed. Well, I'm glad that you're here. We're going to have a great uh, show today. But first, we have to say hello to it's It's kind of a rule. We have to say hello to uh, Eric. How are you, young man? Hey, rules are made to be broken, but uh, I'm always happy to say hello to you, sir. And to you, Mitch. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Happy Wednesday. Good Happy afternoon. Wednesday to you. And I got to tell you, the older I get, the more people I get to say young man to or young woman. <laughs> well, that's true. So in, in any event, it's great to have you here. Uh, we got a beautiful day going on outside. What's the weekend look like? What's the next couple of days? Oh, we've got a nice uh, few days ahead uh, with some sunshine and temperatures getting up into the 70s again. Uh, so it looks like I'm seeing 79 on Saturday, which doesn't seem like that can be right. But <laughs> it, as we very well know, can be right and probably will. So, yeah, it looks like a nice weekend. Okay, so now this is fall. So now is this what we would call? Yeah, we're Indian in October. Summer? Yeah, I. Is you know, I I would say so, except for the fact that looks like next week we're back to you know highs in the uh, <laughs> low sixties and rain again. So if it's an Indian summer, it's a very brief one. It's an an Indian weekend. We'll call it. There you go. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for that, Eric. We've got a great show uh, for you today, and I hope everybody stays. By the way, Mitch is going to tell you when you can listen to Positive Talk Radio, um, I hope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if i got a breakdown for the whole the uh, uh, well, exact dates. I, I'll share it with you just, just so that we're on the same page. You can now listen to Positive Talk Radio Monday at 3, Tuesday at 3 on, on YouTube. Wednesday at three on YouTube and then four on KKNW and then Thursday at three on YouTube and then Friday, Friday, Friday at noon on, on KKNW and then three o'clock in the afternoon on Kixie. So you can listen to us all those times and Mitch is going to be part of some of them and we'll leave it up to him to decide when those are. <laughs> Only time will tell. Oh, only time will tell. Uh, did you have a chance to, to uh, look at some of our, our guest in, in information that she's the, uh, in, the intentional optimist? What does that mean to you, Mitch, being an intentional optimist? Um, you know what? What? Intentionally optim <laughs> oh. optimistic. <laughs> oh, well, I you guess know, I mean, that I is. What, that's, I guess you would call that good branding is what you would call that. Yeah, I think so. I'm excited to hear about it. 
I'm looking over uh, Andrea's stuff. I've looked at it briefly and uh, I'm really excited to talk to her and get to hear more about the intentional optimist. Well, let's go do that now. Perfect. Andrea, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm well, thank you. It's so nice to see you. You have a lovely smile. You've got a lovely background. Where are you right now? Is it sunny there? No, as a matter of fact, I had to kick my husband and my son out of the TV room down here because it's it's seven oh whatever seven oh eight. Uh, I'm in Virginia, so I'm I'm all the way over on the East Coast. So what'd you have for dinner? Oh, we had grilled chicken and sweet potatoes. Oh, very nice, very sounds nice. southern, doesn't it? <laughs> well, we, we we don't have sweet potatoes here. You have yams? Uh huh. Do you have yams? What do you have? You don't have any sweet potatoes? <laughs> We, do that. Oh, we, have, we have sweet potatoes. Well, yeah, but we don't. You see, where she is, because I've traveled a bit in the South, they have sweet potato french fries, and they oh, have, yeah. and we don't have those here. None of the I have those no. in my freezer. You can get them at Trader Joe's. Don't you just take a sweet potato and you cut it into french fry shape? You could. I just bake and, it. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I have to object. We absolutely have sweet potato fries here. Yeah. We do where? I haven't seen any. I order Nearly a... every restaurant, Kevin. <laughs> you got to get out of the house more. <laughs> Apparently you are. You're... I'm wondering if this might be a generational thing. <laughs> uh... In, in my well, yeah, but 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 Eric, I got to ask you: Do they serve them with um, um, cinnamon and sugar um, and butter? Some places do. Oh well, I guess you're right. I need to get out more. Kevin, we'll find a place that has them. I'll take you on a little date. We'll go get some sweet potato fries. <laughs> That's a lot okay. of them have them just like as the the alternate for regular fries, right? I like them with salt. Yeah, really? So better because you get the sweet and the salty together. It's just like I don't know, like salted caramel. It's just wonderful. I, I will tell you that that um, if you can get them, and I'm told a little birdie has told me that they're available at every restaurant around here. Um, <laughs> that that if you can get them, they are far superior than regular French fries. They're good. They're they are really. We good. just had baked sweet potatoes, though. I mean, didn't mean to spark all this. <laughs> That's, that's all right. This whole show is going to be about sweet potato rice <laughs> and where to find them. That's that's all right. With the, one of the last times Mitch was here, we we, we were talking with a, a lady. She'd been on a boat for twenty six uh, years, and uh, with her and her husband, and they had no ice cubes. So we talked about bourbon for the first half of the show. It <laughs> <laughs> was a great talk. <laughs> so we never exactly know where we're going to go, but in this particular case, we're going to talk about you. Well, I can tell you too, that we're as a family, we're binging stranger things. So we ate chicken, sweet potatoes and we're watching stranger things. So plenty of that. I love stranger things. <laughs> My son, is we're talking about the show, her. right? Pardon? Uh, what? We're, oh, the show, yeah, the show, the show yeah. stranger things. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, My son is old enough to finally watch it. We're not so. talking about you, Kevin. Don't worry. There's a show called Stranger Things. <laughs> Let me tell you. So, okay, so I'm going to date myself. I, it, when the show opened up and it said October 1983, I looked at my husband. And I said, that was my senior year of high school. <laughs> So for me, my son is sitting over there watching as I'm singing along with every stinking single song. And except for the like really hard thrasher rock kind of stuff, I didn't know any of that. But he's getting a real kick out of his older parents. You put it that way. <laughs> uh, so so what's the name of the show called? <laughs> Stranger Things. It's on Netflix. 
It's a it's, pretty big show, Kevin. You, yeah. There's no way you haven't heard of Stranger Things. It's pretty, there's oh, a, lot, he's a pretty good argument for not having heard now. Sweet Potatoes. Yeah, well, Stranger Things have happened. Apparently, <laughs> I'm this. This is not going to be my show, so I'm just gonna. Of course, I I, I had oral surgery yesterday, so I may not be 100. percent So that's probably why uh, I. They took a tooth out and brains fell out of my head. Wow. I've had that happen too. It's that doesn't hard. Doesn't sound positive at all. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get better. It, 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 it won't it, hurt it, anymore. <laughs> exactly. So, guys, I, I just found out they even have sweet potato fries in the upside down. Huh? You would only know, Kevin, if you'd seen Stranger Things. So, sorry. Yeah, we do this every week. This is just really fun. <laughs> We're definitely this- starting off with some fun. Uh, and, and and for for a change it's at my expense and i'm okay with that since apparently i sit in my closet and do nothing all day and and i don't know anything about fries or current events on tv or any of that stuff so. <laughs> yeah eric sent me a link with 15 best places for sweet potato fries in seattle so they're they're all over the place <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently it's been a it's while across since the bottom of the screen <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what we need to do, uh, Mitch? We need to go to some of these restaurants and say, well, you need to advertise with us because we will advertise that you have sweet potato, potato fries. fries. Some free product placement right now for all the sweet potato fries out there. There you yeah. go. <laughs> There's a chef is in, in, at a restaurant someplace going, so why are all these people ordering sweet potato fries? Our usage has gone up 30% or something. I'm sorry. We've run out. Yeah. Yes. That's that's also true. So anyway, so it's great to have you here, and I'm I'm sorry that it's uh, it's dark now in Virginia, isn't it? It is dark now in Virginia. You know, it's it's fall, and I did want to weigh in on the Indian summer thing. I think you can only have Indian summer after the first frost. Another thing that I apparently have lost uh, track of. We did get some frost, though. Did you? We We had record lows the other day for that day of the year. It got down to about 42 degrees. And I did wake up and there was some frost out on the on the grass. So So, I think we might we might qualify. You might. We're getting down (laughs) into the 50s at night. So, you know, but we're getting up into the 80s during the day. So it's one of those 30 degree swings We're so all everybody's, place everybody's getting sick <laughs> <laughs> it's very rare that in in october that we are in the 70s but that's gotcha that's all right we choose to be there and uh so can we get back to talking to you it's something i know a little bit about <laughs> <laughs> how can i help you sir <laughs> well the loaded question all, andrea <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's talk about the intentional optimist. How did that come to be? Well, um, you know, we all hit a point in our lives where we say, I don't think this is all there is. I don't think this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I just told everybody that my senior year of high school started in 1983. So I'm 57. And my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer back I guess, well, I guess 24 years ago, we lost her in 2017, but that kind of got my attention and her watching her go through the, the treatments and the way she lived her life and the courage that she displayed and the way she 
fought tooth and nail. And I always thought she was not a real strong lady until I watched her fight to stay. And my son is one of my challenges was that um, I went through menopause at 37. So I adopted my son at 42. And so that's why I joke about him having older parents. But my mother fought literally till the, the Sunday before she died on Thursday, she was on the floor playing with my son, who was eight when she died. And Watching that really got my attention and told me or helped me kind of come to grips with the idea that all the things I had been doing, all the boxes I was trying to check off the, I was working, I was working for two different Ivy league schools that are mid Atlantic type Ivy league, like Johns Hopkins and the university of Virginia. And I was rising up through the ranks and I was fairly successful, but it just, I knew that this was not what I needed to do. I, I was managing people and I didn't want to help manage them. I knew that I needed something more. And so I just sat down for about six months after she died and I wrote, down at like a big brain dump and just literally came up with every single word that I wanted to kind of exemplify my life. And then I kind of started putting them into categories and put them all together and merge some. And um, I still have the the paperwork. It was quite the, the mind game. Um, but I came up with six tenets of six main areas that I said, this is what I, what I want my life to look like from here on out. And I wanted to call it something to do with being sanguine because my mother was that person. My mother was like Norm from Cheers. She would walk into the room and people would say, Judy. And she was like a, a bottle of champagne. You could pop the cork and the bubbles would just come out. And she just had this ability to bring joy everywhere she went. If we showed up at her house, she would open the door and be like, you know, I mean, just so excited. She could, she could just bring joy to every little, little tiny, um, little tiny situation. And she reveled in the beauty of the, the lovely things. And sanguine is not a word that we use anymore, <laughs> which is I kind of that. why I went and, but it's a beautiful word. And it, it's kind of goes back to the old four temperaments of the choleric and the sanguine and the phleg phlegmatic and the, I, there's four. <laughs> But I don't remember the fourth one. But sanguine is the the effusive, happy, um, just kind of optimistic one. And she was that way. And so I said, you know, I'm not exactly like my mother, but there are things in which I would like to be more like her. And so I kind of set off on that path. And intentional optimism is where I landed. It's a lifestyle. It's how we live out who we are. Would you like to hear the six tenets? I would, but before we go there, I, we're going to have to take a break real quick. Okay. And, and then we're going to talk about the six tenants and, and all that. And thank good. Sanguine is not a word that we use anymore because it's so not. far it was, it was, I don't know anything about uh, sweet potato fries. I don't know anything about major <laughs> shows that are on Netflix. I did, and I was about to, I was about to say, oh crap. Now I don't know the English language. You didn't get the so, memo. This is stump Kevin day. <laughs> This is this is uh, apparently really it's not hard. No, no, it's <laughs> really really. Shout the only excuse is I went to the dentist yesterday. <laughs> That's a good excuse too. I, I I gotta say, but we need to take a break. By the way, we're talking with our uh, our friend Mitch, and we're talking with um. Mitch, who are we talking with? <laughs> Andrea, Andrea Johnson. Johnson. Hi, I'm Andrea Johnson. It's nice to meet you, Andrea. It's so nice <laughs> to have you here. So, 
Okay, enough of that. And we need to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Kevin needs a power nap. (laughs) You have no earthly idea. Um, And um, we need to take a... I already said that, so let's go to break, Eric. Do you need to boost your sales? Join our partnership program. Each quarter, we promote 10 partner businesses. What will you get? The company will produce one 30-second video for your business. Your website links on positivetalkradio.net and kmmedia.pro. One dedicated podcast or radio show per month. One video Instagram reel. One YouTube short. One 60-second clip for social media taken from your interview. And at least one commercial airplay per show. All podcast and video commercials are within the fabric of the show and will remain in the show forever. Visit kmmedia.pro to book a consultation today. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. For being our appreciated listener, you can use promo code PTR20 at checkout to receive 20% off your order. A naturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. We believe in the power of telling your stories. We want to help yours be seen and heard. At the Pacific Northwest Collaborative Magazine, our purpose is to connect you to your community. Let's begin by celebrating the accomplishments of local artists featured in this brand new digital magazine. Here, you can learn about opportunities to creatively come together and support our local community and neighbors through the gift of art and service. If your business or organization would like to take part in this magazine, message us on Instagram at pnw.collab. You can download our free digital magazine at KM Media Pro today. Thank you to our dedicated fans. We are updating our live on-air schedule to make it super easy for you to hang out with us five days a week, Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We broadcast on YouTube, Facebook, and live on Fridays with Kixie 880 AM Seattle Live. You can find our library to binge all the podcast platforms. We can't wait to see you at 3 p.m. Monday through Friday, starting September 4th, Labor Day 2023. And welcome back, everybody, to Positive Talk Radio. And my name is, I think, it's Kevin McDonald, but I'm not 100% sure, but that's that's life. Mitch Partridge is with us. And i got to ask you, Mitch, before we get into the the six things that, that we're going to talk about here in a second, have yeah. you been through that yet? Because I, I think there's a certain age when you, in all seriousness, there's a certain age when you get go through uh, an idea of, Okay, I've done this, I've done that, I've done the other thing. Now, why am I really here? What am I really here to do? And what, why was I placed here? And what will give my life meaning? Have you been through that yet? Or has that yet to come for you? And that's why Andrea is here. You know, it's definitely happened maybe multiple times. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I think uh, I've had, I've definitely had that moment where I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I here? Basically, what you just said. Yeah, and then what am I? Where am I going? <laughs> exactly. And uh, you went through that, uh, and you've come out the other side with some really cool stuff that we need to talk about, Andrea. I hope so. 
It's helpful to me. Here's what I've discovered. We teach what we learn. What we need, we learn, and then we turn around and we teach it, right? Hopefully. So what I discovered was that I needed something to tell me how to live out my life so that I could be at the end of each day or each week or at the end of my life, look back and say, okay, I did what I could do. I did my best. I made a difference. Like you said, it just, this is, I love the way you put that as well, Kevin. It's like, this is what I've been doing, but this is what I'm really supposed to be doing. And that, that really matters. If, and one of my goals is to help younger people. Like I work with a lot of women in millennial age, in the millennial age group, um, because it took me till 50 to start figuring it out. And I love to be able to help somebody else not go that long, right? I mean, the sooner I can share it with people, the faster they can get on that track and the more difference they can make as they go. So that is a little bit of my mission. And that's one of the reasons I do what I do. But really quickly, the six tenets of intentional optimism, they're like pillars. And the first is optimistic, which it would have to be, right? And that yeah. encompasses things like having hope and confidence and being positive. The second is present. And we hear a lot about being present, right? That's a very mindfulness thing. But for me, it includes things like kindness and what I call grown-up wonder, um, it's not childlike wonder because childlike wonder doesn't know why things happen. Grown-up wonder is the more we know, the more wonder we have because we can see behind the scenes. Um, the third is energetic, and that encompasses joy. This is the one that my mom really kind of uh, inspired for me. And, you know, power plants take other natural resources and create energy from them. And we can do that ourselves. We can take in all kinds of things. And if we're smart, we take in the things that give us energy and then we have extra to share. And a lot of times that's joy. The fourth one is courageous. And that includes um, resilience and adventure and being a leader because I'm a transformational leadership coach. And so I work with people on being courageous every day. The fifth is one that I was really reticent to espouse or call myself, which is wise. And and, I mean, we sit here and we giggle and we laugh and we have a good time. And in my mind, that's not wise, right? That's that's silly. But the reality is when we've been around the sun as many times as we have, we have experiences that we've learned from that we can share. And I'm always surprised when my mouth says something to someone that's actually really good. <laughs> and <laughs> because I have been known to pop off every once in a while, but it has to do with respecting each other and how we want to be treated and the words that we use. And then the final one, which is kind of like a bookend, is intentional. And that includes being of purpose and having a plan and um, and having goals and growth, like purposefully growing. So what I do is I teach my clients first how to find out their core values because that's what we need to know to move forward. I also am a DISC consultant. And so I help them figure out how they communicate with others. So it's first we want to know who we are, then how we communicate. And then thirdly, that intentional optimistic optimism piece pops in there and it's how we live or how we do what we do. So that's how the three pieces kind of fit together. Do you find that when you go through these pillars and, and the steps that you go through and you are really working with people at a fundamental level, cause you have to get kind of deep to do what you're doing. You yeah. can't do it really at a, at a uh, superficial level. So you have to do it deeply. Do you find that it has a real changing impact on their life? Yeah. One of the reasons I call myself a transformational coach is because it does. It transforms people's lives. And 
when I sit, <laughs> the very first time I shared the six tenets of intentional optimism with a client and I talked with her about it and how she could potentially use it and just kind of keep it in mind to say, this is maybe what I want to do. We met two weeks later and she said, she held up this notebook and <laughs> she said, oh, I was in this meeting and I knew that there was this thing I wanted to do. I came running back to my office and I opened it up and I was like, that's it. I want to be resilient. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is, I mean, this is not stuff that is, I mean, I could call it intellectual property, but it's not stuff that's, it's just common sense, right? To me, um, I'm, I'm a missionary kid and my husband is a pastor. And so for me, a lot of it was based originally on kind of Proverbs 31, the really wise woman, but it's just common sense and being able to share with people, this is how we want to live in order to have good relationships, in order to have fulfillment in our lives, in order to make a difference. And I am all about empowering women to make a difference in the world. Do you work pre predominantly with women or are men allowed in your room too? <laughs> um, when I when I work with individual clients, I work predominantly with women. My private clients are all women. I am a women's empowerment coach. However, I also am a Maxwell team certified um, disc consultant and speaker trainer coach. So I, whenever I work with organizations, I work with men and women. And so that's it's like one is kind of the the major work that I do, and then the other is like my, my pure passion. Well, Mitch, we're kind of out of luck there. That's, that's okay. <laughs> I thought you were just asking for a friend. <laughs> Here's the deal, though. Nothing that I have will only work for women, right? Everything works for anybody. And so that's why I share it liberally and freely. And I want, um, I want everybody to know that they have the ability to know themselves in a way that will change the way they actually interact with the world and understanding their core values and who they are means that they can set their own boundaries internally. So it doesn't really matter what happens outside of them. And it means that they can interact with other people with confidence without being defensive. And this day and age, gentlemen, with all the stuff out there that we can argue about, how nice is it to think that you can actually walk away from a conversation and know that you're comfortable in who you are and you don't have to battle it out with somebody? That's life-changing. It's 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 actually brilliant. But why is there so many of us that see what you just said and all of what you just said makes absolutely perfect sense to me. I try and live that way every day myself because I have a show called, you know, like positive talk. Right? Yeah, I can <laughs> try and do the best I can. But why do you think there are so many people that say, oh, now uh, we should just call you instead of Andrea. We'll call you Miss Pollyanna. Because oh. life just doesn't work that way. It's a lot tougher than what you're making it. And it's, you, you run across those people occasionally, I would imagine. I do. But, you know, we're not going to appeal to everybody. We never do. And um, anybody who knows me knows that I am not a Pollyanna. I am actually an Enneagram 6. And if you're familiar with that at all, the Enneagram 6 is the, the type of the 6 is the person who is always looking at the worst case scenario. And so one of the reasons why I wanted to come up with something that would help me be more optimistic was the simple fact that I can look down the road and I can see absolutely everything that will go wrong. <laughs> so I am extremely realistic and I am the problem solver. I'm the troubleshooter. I will, I will make Swiss cheese out of your idea. And I don't want to be that way just for the fun of it. I want to be able to help people. And if it means that I need to teach myself to take all that information, even though I may be able to see all the things that are going to go wrong, 
if I can then take that and say, all right, how can I then navigate that road so that I can still thrive and I can still succeed? That's what I want to teach other people to do. Mitch, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think that that's to me, and I think it, I can speak for all three of us is it's pretty, seems to be pretty common that that's the way that kind of we operate, you know, and how we approach things or think about things that people are saying, but not everybody does. Obviously they need that direction and they need that, you know, sometimes for you to paint a picture for them or guide them through this road. And I mean, it, it sounds like that's what you do and you do an amazing job at it, Andrea. So it's great to hear. I think more people need to hear about it. And I think that, you know, doing all this that you're doing is great. Well, thank you. Why, why is it, guys, and uh, this is guys and gals, this is for both of you. Why is it that when we're a little younger, Mitch, you have been that sooner than we have, and you know a lot of people that are younger, why is it that the, that message doesn't necessarily take hold with them until they're perhaps a little older and more seasoned? Is it because of the lack of experience? Is it because they think they know the better way? My kids always thought that they knew everything and I knew nothing. It's partially true. But in any event, <laughs> in any event why is it, that the, is it that you have to be a certain age to understand the concepts and then, and then to do the work to follow them up? I think it's a loaded question, but I think that part of it is, you know, not having either parents, people are in their life that are there to kind of help facilitate or put them in a direction or be able to somebody to talk to. But also, too, I think that as you get older, you experience more adversity or things happening in life. And sometimes people don't really learn until something happens to them or until they until, until things start affecting them. They think that they... They operate one way until they're told different or until they experience different, um, you know, to, before they're forced to either make a, you know, a change and they're not necessarily forced, but if they don't, then it just kind of goes downhill from there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's different. I don't know. Andrea, I want you to tell me that I'm really, really wrong and that kids get it. Tell you that kids get it. I didn't get it. I didn't <laughs> get it as a kid. I mean, I just sat here and said it's 50. I was 50 years old when I started getting it. I was the kid that really would have benefited from staying home and doing a couple of years of community college because my parents were in Seoul, Korea. But I was bound and determined to be back in the States. And so I left home at 17 and came to, to, to the United States, to, uh, to Houston, to college for two years. And I just, I could have really benefited from being at home a little longer. And um, I think that part of it is a culture that we have. Um, again, I am from the South, the evangelical South, where we love to have all the answers for everything. And here in the States, we love to wrap things up in a bow, right? I mean, this is why we have people who like align with specific political parties or specific religions, because we want to have all those answers. And unfortunately, we can't have those answers. And, you know, just like Mitch said, if you if you haven't lived through the times where you don't have the answers and realize you can come out on the other side, even without the answers, you think you're supposed to have all the answers. And boy, did I. I had all the answers. I mean... <laughs> I have two thirds of a master's of divinity degree and my husband's a pastor. And, you know, we, we still look back and we're like, oh, we were such idiots and we were snogs and we, you know, I mean, and, and this is five years ago. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just, it's like we had this talk last week. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, there's a certain amount of, as you age, like I have a friend who lost her parents 
um, when we were in our 20s and her lost her mom to cancer and their dad died suddenly. And um, as my mother was dying, she was able to walk me through a lot of the process and help me kind of understand what was going to happen. And she never really shared any of that. And I didn't get it right at 27. I had no idea what it was like to lose a parent. And by that time, she had lost both of them. And she had a wisdom and a realistic view of the world that I just couldn't comprehend. And it wasn't until I was 50, you know, 23 years later, that she was helping me and I could see, oh my gosh, I didn't support you well as a friend. And I wasn't, I, I thought I had the answers and, and I said things to you. And she's like, you didn't know what you didn't know. And that's what I keep telling my clients is we know what we know when we know it. It's that's just, that's the definition of awareness, right? And we can't do anything about something we don't know anything about. So I think part of it is giving ourselves a little grace and saying, well, I made it this far with hopefully not hurting anybody. <laughs> and now I have the opportunity to move forward in a way that could potentially benefit myself and others. And I think that's the, the key thing. So if I can work with younger people, I love it because they're usually pretty eager. And I find the younger generations today are pretty eager to learn. So. Oh, that's good. That's good news. Yeah. Um, maybe they know about uh, um, um, sweet potato fries. That would be good. Uh, it's a good thing you told come. Kevin because he wasn't that's, sure. <laughs> that's going to be stuck in my mind for the next uh, several months. But, but you know, one what, what of the things that I know that we all have to deal with, as I did when I was growing up, I'm a little older than both of you guys, and I had an uh, idea of what life was like. I was told, mm. in fact, what life is like. You go to high school, you play sports, and then you go to college, and then you get a job, and then you become a professional, and then you have a wife, then you have a couple of kids, then if luck has it, you have a dog, then you have a cat, then you have a, a picket fence and all that stuff, and then you're going to be happy. That's mm -hmm. going to make you happy. Mm -hmm. And then when you wake up one day and it's like, I'm not happy, but I got everything that I was supposed to get. What's wrong with this picture? You know, I personally went through that and um, the, the common phrase that's thrown out there right now is deconstruction. And I, I went through a real intense deconstruction and reconstruction, both in my faith and in my culture. Um, I felt like I had been sold a bill of goods and I discovered a lot of anger and rage that I didn't realize was there because I was trying to check all those boxes just like you, Kev. I was just... I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this, and I'm still not happy. And oh, look at that. It's not just that I'm not happy. I'm stunted in my growth. I'm not able to be me. And I honestly, I felt gaslighted. That's the word I would use. And it's it's not something that people do to us. Well, some people do, but it's not something that I feel like anybody did to me intentionally. But because we have this society, I mean, our nation is so big and it's so, I mean, See the shining sea, right? I mean, there's just so many people, but we still have this, quote, American dream of the way things are supposed to look. And especially those of us in the older generations right now, it was it was kind of in the it was in the water and we drank it all. Right. And so I think coming to grips with that and realizing it's not my fault that I did all that, but I have the responsibility and the opportunity to change. And so it's, it's not been an easy road. It's, I mean, there it's, it's seen a lot of tears 
and a lot of lament and a lot of dis disappointment and discouragement. Um, and my family, I was afraid my family wouldn't talk to me because I was changing my ideas on certain things. And, you know, I mean, we just, it, it, it becomes that big in our brains and, or at least for me, it did, it became that big. And yet, um, I just, I felt like this was what I needed to do. And now my family can see that I am much more grounded. I am much more solid, especially in my faith. And so for them, they can see, oh, this was okay. I see it now. They don't see everything the way I do. <laughs> we, I think we are polar opposites on quite a few political things now, um, but that's okay. And to understand that it's more important. I have another saying that I use. It's called, it says people are more important than ideas or things always. And so whatever the relationship is, that's what I treasure. That needs to be on a t-shirt or a bumper sticker. <laughs> it say, will. Say I've got a merchandise shop coming out soon. <laughs> <laughs> say that again. People are always more important than things or ideas. I love that very much. And that's, that's really cool. Um, and before we go to break, I just wanted to, um, when we come back, I want to talk about, and I forgot what it was because I had the dentist yesterday. So Mitch, it's time for you to take us to break. If you would, please. All right, you guys, uh, you're listening to positive talk radio on KK and W 1150. Um, we're talking to Andrea Johnson here today the intentional optimist and we'll be right back after this break thank you to our dedicated fans we are updating our live on-air schedule to make it super easy for you to hang out with us five days a week monday through friday at 3 p.m pacific standard time we broadcast on youtube facebook and live on fridays with kixie 880 a.m seattle live you can find our library to binge all the podcast platforms we can't wait to see you at 3 p.m monday through friday starting september 4th labor day 2023 hello everybody if I could have your attention, please, I have an important announcement to make just for you. As you may know, PTR is heard and seen on radio, KKNW, and now Kixie, several websites, podcasts, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and most social media. At PTR, we believe in working together to make the world a better place, and because you're listening, we know that you're dedicated to the same. So we'd like to support your efforts by offering an outstanding multimedia package for you at a deeply discounted rate. As our partner, you'll receive commercial creation, both video and audio, at least 10 commercial plays per week, a monthly show to highlight your business and passion, exclusive website positioning with links, video shorts for social media, commercial plays on all shows, podcasts, KKNW, and Kixie. Your commercial is embedded into each episode and as a podcast is sent to over 50 different platforms. All shows are performed live and sent to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and stay there forever. Your podcast episodes are provided to you to use as you see fit. This one-time offer is only $250 a week, based on a 13-week commitment, and as our partner, we are vested in your success, and we'll do everything in our power to make it happen. However, there are limited spots available, so don't hesitate. Please email me at kevin at kmmedia.pro and let's get the ball rolling. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature 
through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. Anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey there. I would personally like to thank you for making Positive Talk Radio part of your day. Whether you like podcasts or the radio show, we're glad to have you along. I'd love to hear from you with thoughts about the show and ways that we can make it even better. You are the reason we do these shows, because the more people we can touch, the better we can make the planet in our time here just magnificent. Please contact me, Kevin, at kmmedia.pro with any thoughts, comments, or suggestions, and thank you for being in my dream. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. We've got a great guest. Her name is Andrea Johnson. And if you want to find out more about her, go to theintentionaloptimist.com. And we've got something that she put together that's really, really cool that we're going to talk about in just a second. But I have to ask you, because I think this is true in so many of our lives. When I reached the point when I was, I think, 41 or 42, and I decided this isn't how I want to live my life. This is what I want to do. It changed me and it also changed everything and everyone around me because the expectations that they had for me were no longer valid because I chose for them not to be. And I wanted to do something else. And so when that happens, and as an example, if you'd have told me, because I had no idea what I was going to do, if you told me when I was 42 that today I would be on the radio in Seattle talking to you, talking to Mitch, talking to Eric, I would have said, you're high. I had no earthly idea that any of that was going to happen. And neither did anybody else who was in my world. And a lot of them have gone away. Do you find that that's mm-hmm. true in a lot of cases or some cases? Well, if you had told me this at 42, I, I wouldn't have believed you either. Um, <laughs> but do I find that that's true? I have seen that happen in some people's lives. I will say it has not happened in mine. And because I've seen it happen in some people's lives, I think that's where my fear came from, that it might. Now, are there some people that I choose just to not have in my inner circle anymore? You betcha. Um, and that's okay. And But that doesn't mean I'm not their friend or we can't, you know, we don't hang out together. But um you know, it's, I I haven't seen that happen in my life. I think it's possible. Um, But I had a counselor once who did family systems counseling. And one of the things he talked about was where I imagine your life as a stage and everybody has a script. And so like if the family or your friends are on the stage and they're, they each have their script and we're all just going along and you just take your script and you go and you toss it out the window and you decide to exit stage left, or you decide to play a different part Everybody else on the stage goes, well, well, wait, where are we on the script? This doesn't make any sense. And if you start looking at it that way, it makes sense. You see this a lot in um, alcoholic or uh, drug addiction recovery, where everybody else on the stage is saying, you're not going by the script anymore, buddy. And then they all get upset. And sometimes they change. Um, For me, a lot of that happened early on. um, And my mother did a lot of changing and growing with me because she could see generate generationally some of the things for women in our family that she wanted to change. And I was the catalyst for some of that, but it can happen. Sounds like your mother was an incredible lady. Yeah. She was pretty awesome. 
That, that's that's really cool. I'm glad you had that experience with her. That's yeah. that is so important. Now tell Mr. Mitch you had you put something together for us. I did. Tell us what you put together for us so that we can all get a little smarter. Okay. <laughs> so I I've mentioned earlier that I work with people on their core values, and I've been working on core values for 30 years. This is my original from 1990. Seven, I think this was Franklin Covey trying to figure out my governing values and core values are the things that are the most uh, permanent. And they're the things, if you look back in your life, you could see these are the principles by which you probably lived when you were three. And um, so for me, they're things like freedom and authenticity. Um, but here's the deal. Some people can take a piece of paper with instructions and walk through it and figure out their core values. But this is the deep work. This is like you said earlier, this is going a little deep. Some people can do that. Some people need, I have a digital course that so they can walk through. And then others might need a little coaching and I have an opportunity for that. But what I have for you and your people is that initial one pager that's real easy to walk through. And I made it real simple. I made a special landing page for you guys. So it's just theintentionaloptimist.com forward slash positive talk. So if you just go to theintentionaloptimist.com positive talk, you'll be able to just pop your email in and get a download of the exact thing that I use with my clients every single day. And it will give you the information you need to figure out your core values. And I'd be very interested to see how that works out for you if you do it. Bet you're going to do it. I'm, I'm getting it pulled up right now. <laughs> <laughs> me, me, me too. <laughs> so here's the thing core values are your most pure essence a lot of people think that our values you hear people talk about business values or i value these things the thing about core values is that they're not outside of you they're inside of you they're usually things that are um, not they have documentable results but they're not documentable things for instance i have quite a few clients who have respect in their top three Respect is not something that you can say, well, I value respect. Well, that's great. But what really happens is the things that the areas where you're not respected is where it's really going to show up. So one of the best tests to find out what your top core values are or look back over the last month or six months and say, when did I get the most angry? And then you can say, that's when one of my core values was probably violated or stepped on. Um for, you know, it's a little simple. Like I said, mine is freedom and my top one. And my husband used to say things like, um, wouldn't you agree that <laughs> as soon as he starts a sentence with that, I'm like, mm -mm. because my core value of freedom doesn't have anything to do with the United States or being able to drive 80 miles an hour. It has everything to do with how I think. And that goes back to what I shared earlier. It's like, I felt like I was gaslighted. People were telling me how to think. So to see that that was really important to me. So now I, I just look at him, I'll say, mm, and he'll go, oh yeah, what do you think about this? <laughs> so he's figured out how to speak to me. But if you look back over the last week, is there one area that maybe just really kind of stands out where you might've got real angry about something? I learned a valuable lesson about myself. I thought, oh, Mitch is going to laugh. He's, what, what are you laughing about? I'm just preemptively laughing. <laughs> he's, he's like, oh, crap. What's the dude going to say now? Oh, here we go. <laughs> um, I, I was triggered by something that I thought I was beyond hmm. and wouldn't be triggered by. And it was when somebody said to me um, during a conversation, 
when I was trying to explain myself and they said, I don't care. Mm. <laughs> and for me, that was like. <laughs> Did the red veil come down? Did the red mist come a, down? There was a 48 period of what the hell do you mean by that? <laughs> kind of thing. So, uh, so that was, you know, and I thought pretty much I was beyond that kind of thing. And I know that that's what you say, but that, anyway, but that's, but that struck me that way. And that was, that was un unique for me. It doesn't normally do that. Well, and I would wonder too, like what I do when I work with clients, the process we go through is they start off with a big brain dump of words of what other people might say that they represent. Um, Cause you kind of, when you look at the paper, you'll see you walk through about five to 10 people and what might they say about you? And um, you know, one of, then they narrow it down to 10 and then we narrow it down to five. But part of the process of going through is defining the words. And it's so interesting to me. A lot of times people will say like, Somebody might, for that particular example, say, I want to be respected, but it almost sounds like you want to be heard or it almost sounds like, um, you know, I mean, if, if there was one thing that you could say, what, what was the thing that was most, was it that they stopped you talking or was it that they didn't care what you had to say? It was that they didn't care what, it, 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 they didn't care what I had to say. And so, see, I, I, I grew up in a household where my parents did not give me a chance to say much hmm. um so i ended up in my room a lot and and so it's like my dad would say i don't care but, and it's been years since somebody had hmm. actually said that so it was like oh I, oh, oh, oh i get it now hmm. you know well was, and there is a difference too between past trauma and what your core values are and that may be part of it but i think it's it's something to look at if you do this exercise um i would be interested to hear if you kind of come up with a word that you need to drill down on a little better um because it could very well be that there's something in there that says i matter and i want to know that i matter and i want everybody else to know that they matter this is what you do you do positive talk right so this could be that that this particular career for you has now become a manifestation or an outpouring of a core value. And see, isn't this nice, Mitch, that I get a coaching session right here on the radio? Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm profusely sweating now, but that's, you know, it's great. And now when, anytime we have meetings, um, I'm just going to tell you that I don't care. <laughs> and, and that's my work here is done. Yeah. If you want to get off the call, like in a hell of a hurry, you can say that. <laughs> I'll let you finish though, and then I'll tell you I don't care after. Okay, I won't cut you off. Great, and and maybe it was just a, it was just a matter of respect, or maybe it just caught me at the wrong moment, um, because this particular person uh, I dearly care about and I respect greatly, and I, that was not an, an answer that I expected. But you know, we talked about it, and we're good. Well, and it could be there's an underlying um, aspect of connection, and you feel like when that's been told, then that's the connection is cut. Um, so it'll be real interesting to see how that how you parse that out and figure it out. I'm happy to help. Just let me know. Email me. Thank you. I will. I, thank I mean, you. this is this is what they say when they say find what you love to do and then get somebody to pay you for it. I do this all. I do this every day. I do this. For <laughs> Me I love. I love doing this. And so if for some reason you get that paper and you realize I need a little help, then at the bottom of the paper, there's a link for my 
my digital course, which is, it's just four modules. It just kind of walks you through it a little bit more carefully with a little bit more explanation. But right now I am running some alpha testing because I'm putting together a group hybrid group program where as a group, maybe quarter one or quarter two of next year, we'll walk through cohorts of eight or 10 where you'll walk through the course yourself. But then as a group, we kind of talk things out and mastermind it a little bit. Um, but I'm doing alpha testers. I'm looking for 10 to 20. And so there's also a link down there too. If you'd like to do that, there's a special deal for there where you get one-on-one coaching with me as part of this alpha test. You are sensational. I do have to say. Thank you. Um, you, you, you really are. Uh, by the way, go to the intentional Find out all about Andrea's work. Um, Holly Berry um, commented earlier and uh, it's not up anymore, but she said, you are, you are sensational. And <laughs> We all think that. Well, uh, another place that you can find me is also on my podcast, which is Stand Tall and Own It. And it's everywhere that podcasts are heard. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, just hit this, when you're done with this one, hit the, the search button and say Stand Tall and Own It or Andrea Johnson. It should come up. Oh, very good. How long have you been doing the podcast? So it has a new title as of July of 2023, but I've been doing this for, uh, since for three, July was three years. It was, it was intentional optimists, unconventional leaders. And I interviewed over 75 women where I taught some of my intentional optimism, but then I interviewed these women who are these amazing leaders, kind of everyday leaders who could give us a good understanding of what it looked like to be a leader in their world, because a lot of women think that they're not leaders. And so I wanted to kind of tap into enough stories to show women women, you are a leader. And a lot of times what I also found is that these women had to go through the same path as me. A lot of them took this winding road and up and down and hamster wheel and finally said, wait a minute, and took another a hard right turn and realized that when I asked them what their earliest leadership memory was, it was always something that had to do with what they were doing now and that they had finally come back to it. So there's some fascinating stuff in the, in the archives of that. But if you look for stand tall and own it, it's been around in that title since July. Okay, Mitch, we've got three minutes, about two and a half minutes left in the show. I'm checking out, finish the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did want to make mention too on here. Um, another way that people are interested, it looks like Andrew, they go to your website too, and they can sign up for your newsletter. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. So the optimistic living newsletter. So you have so many different ways um to follow you and get in touch with everything i also went and got signed up for the the intentional optimist.com backslash positive talk yep so i'm looking at that here so i'm gonna have to go through this and figure out my core values give yourself um, a little time don't try to do it too fast <laughs> no yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna sit down make sure i'm in a good yeah i'm gonna go get some sweet potato fries <laughs> and i'm gonna really read and think about it and 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 some bourbon. You got to have some bourbon in that somewhere. Actually, huh? sounds like a great combination. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't shut up. Apparently, um, so oh, oh, Mitch got frozen. So mm -hmm. in any event, it's uh, Andrew Johnston has been our guest. Theintentionaloptimist.com is where you go. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it greatly. Thank you. And it has been my pleasure as always. When you come back. You bet. Awesome. Um, and by the way, take care of each other because you know what? Each other's all we've got. We'll see you Friday at noon.